This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch HaMabam. We're continuing in Da'af HaShavu. We're learning Meseches Kesubais, Da'af Nun Hei Amid Beis. We're going to start six lines from the bottom. Rabbi Leza ben Azariah. If you remember in the Mishnah, there was a Machlekes regarding the Taisafas Ksuba. When do you pay Taisafas Ksuba? The Tanakhama says if a woman is widowed or divorced, either from Arisin or Nasuin, she collects not only the Ksuba, but the Taisafas Ksuba as well. And Rabbalah Azari says, no, from Arisin you only collect the Ksuba proper, but not the Taisafas Ksuba. Okay? Presumably, the reason of Rebelezim and Azariah is the only the only reason a guy is giving his wife extra ksuba is because he loves her. But he's only giving it to her if he consummates the marriage. He had no intention of giving her extra money if the marriage never comes to fruition. Yeah? So that means, if according to that position of Rebelezim and Azariah, that we say, look, the guy never intended to give the woman extra ksuba if the marriage never reaches the stage of Nesuin, then that means Rabbi Lezman Azariah subscribes to the following point of view. We follow presumption. We never asked the guy, why are you giving her extra money? We never, we never, we never conducted a full-fledged interview with the guy. Hey, pal, why are you giving the lady extra money? Oh, you know why? Because I, I really like her. And I'm only giving it to her if this comes to Nesuin. We never, we never had that conversation. But according to Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, we presume, we presume. So that means Rabbi Lezim and Azariah subscribes that when it comes to monetary law, we follow presumption. So it says the Gemara, in mar rav v'rav nasen, chan amar halachik Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, v'chan amar in halachik Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. So machlok is rav and rav nasen. One says the halach is like Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, and one says the halach is not like Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. Says the Gemara, tistayim de rav nasen hu da amar, Let's bring a conclusive proof that Rav Nassan is of the opinion that the halach is like Rav Lezman Azariah because we know that Rav Nassan holds that we follow presumption. And since Rav Lezman Azariah, the reason why he says, <coughs> the reason why he says that a woman from Arison doesn't get the Taisefes Ksuba is because of presumption, then Rav Nassan, who generally subscribes to presumption, probably is the one who holds like Rav Nazariah. Right? Testayim, let's bring a proof to Rav Nassan, who the Amr Halach Rav Nazariah. Rav Nassan is the one who says Halach is like Rav Nazariah. The Shamina and Leila Rav Nassan, we, we, we know that Rav Nassan holds the Azal Basar Umdana. He follows presumption. The Amr Rav Nassan, because Rav Nassan said, Halacha Kirabi Shiman Shazuri. The halacha is like Rav Shimon Shazuri, bimesukan, by somebody who is whose life is in danger. What's the case? Rashi says in Masechta Gitin, the Gemara talks about the Mishnah talks about someone who is going overseas, and he says, "Write a get to my wife," but he didn't tell the Adam give it the get to his wife. They could not only write it but give it as well, because clearly he was so he was so. Such in such haste that he forgot to say and give it. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. Normally, Adam can only give a get if the guy says write it and give it. If he just says write it, they write it. They don't give it. 
But if a guy is about to travel overseas and in haste he says to Edom, write to get it. If he didn't say give it, we assume he meant give it. Rabbi Shimon Shizuri extrapolates based on that. That what about if a guy is deathly ill and he says to Edom, write again. Even if he doesn't say give it, there too we extrapolate and we say they could give it because he's afraid he's going to die. So they could assume they could also give it. Okay. So that means Reb Nasan holds like Reb Shimon Shizuri that we follow presumption. We presume that even though the guy didn't say to give the get, that he meant to give the get. Another time that Reb Nasan said halacha is like Reb Shimon Shizuri is by Trumas Maser Shal Demai, the Truma Maser of Demai. <coughs> the halacha is that if somebody has produce, he has to separate Truma. Yeah, goes to the Kayin, 50th. Then he separates Meiser, 10% goes to Levi. The thing is that if you buy produce from an Amaretz, then the halacha is that you can't trust that they took of Chuma Meiser. So you got to do it yourself. It's Demai. It's, the produce is Suffolk. So you got to take off the separations yourself. You take off the Chuma. You take off the miser, and um, the thing is that after miser is taken off and given to the levy, the levy then has to separate truma from the miser the levy gets. Now, when you uh, get have produce from an amaretz and you're taking off the truma and you're taking off the miser, so what would be if? the miser you took off, then got mixed up back again into the produce. Now you're up the creek without a paddle because miser is not forbidden to eat. Truma is forbidden to eat. So if the tr- if the miser fell back in and in the miser is the obligation to give Truma's miser, you're in big trouble if you bought produce from an Amaretz. Now in that case, we say, you know what you could do? You could ask the Amaretz, hey Amaretz, did you take off miser? If you did, then you could trust him. Now, normally, you're not allowed to trust an Amaretz, at least Midrabanan. Midrabanan says you could trust an Amaretz if the Amaretz says that I took off Chuma Meiser. The Rabbanan say you can't trust him. But in a situation where it fell, the, the Meiser fell back into the produce, we say you could trust the Amaretz. Otherwise, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very substantial, significant loss. So in order to avoid that loss, under these circumstances where the Meiser fell back in, we say we'll allow you to ask the, the Amaretz and you could trust whatever he says. So, um, in these two cases, Rav Nassim said, the halach is like Rav Shimon Shazuri. Number one, that if a guy who's dying says, write again to my wife, then the Edom are allowed to give it because we follow presumption. And this leniency, Legabe Meiser, that fell back in to the produce of an Amaretz, that you're allowed to trust the Amaretz. So basically the Gemara says, we're proving that Rav Nassan is the one who holds halacha like Rav Lezim and Azariah. Why? Because we know Rav Nassan follows presumption. So we'll assume he's the one who fa- who uh, follows Rav Lezim and Azariah in the Mishnah, that we follow presumption, that a guy only meant to give Tosefes to a woman who he would consummate the marriage with. Says the Gemara, Rab doesn't follow presumption. But Itmar, but we learned 
Matna Shkivmeira, a gift of a Shkivmeira, Shekasav Ba Kenyan, that a Kenyan was written in the Shtar. Now, here's a, a, something you need to know. What you need to know is a guy who's on his deathbed, normally, if you want to give someone a gift, let's say I say, you know, um, Alan, I want to give you a gift. I'm going to give you my most valuable possession, a pack of batteries. So the halacha is, it's not a gift unless you make a Kenyan. I could say I want to give it to you. And that doesn't mean I, I don't want to, but it's not effective until we make a transaction. But Rav Lewis, if let's say I say to you, I'm giving you a pack, I'm giving you one battery and we make a Kenyan, obviously it's effective. Yeah. But somebody's on his deathbed. The rabbis say, whatever he says, it's like it's transferred, even though no Kenyan was made. But a guy's a shchiv meira, he's on his deathbed. Then just saying he's going to do something, it has the force of a Kenyan. Fine. So the, 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 the oral declaration of a guy on his deathbed is effective like a Kenyan. Let's say a guy is on his deathbed and he actually has a Kenyan written in a star, meaning he does a Kenyan. And it's recorded in the star. So why did he do that? He didn't need to make the Kenyan. So that's the situation over here. A gift of a guy in his deathbed. A transaction was written in the star. As we mentioned, he doesn't need to have a transaction. In the house of Rav, in the name of Rav, they said, He's trying to ride on two horses. He's trying to make this effective in two ways. He wants it to be effective as a healthy guy's gift and as a guy who's dying's gift. Shmuel said, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I don't know what to do with this guy. He messed himself up because he can't give it as a guy a, a sickbed gift because he said he's making a Kenyan. But the Kenyan is not going to do anything because he because he's a guy on a sickbed. So we're going to see it's sort of a, a conscious. Self-contradictory. Let's look now. The Gemara explains. The Vei Rav said the Rav Amri in the Academy of Rav Neim Rav. They said, He's riding on two horses. Harehi Kamatnas Bari. It's going to be like it's going to have the strength of a healthy man's gift. Harehi Kamatnas Shemera. It's going to have the strength of a sick man's gift. Harehi Kamatnas Bari. It's going to have the strength of a healthy guy's gift, namely Deim Amad Eno Yachalach Sarvai. It's going to have the strength of a of a healthy guy's gift that if he got better, he can't retract. Here's the thing about a healthy guy's gift. If I go um, I go to Mike and I give him um, a, a, a pack of batteries, I give him the whole box. Whole box, you know how valuable this is? You know how many dafa of ksubis you could get out of this, these batteries? I give it to him. So let's say I say, you know, Mike, I say a day later, you know, I... Um, I'm just joking. I didn't really want to give it to you. I I love you, but you know, I don't want. You, I I actually want my batteries. Can I retract? Can I retract? I don't think I can't retract. I gave a gift. A gift is a gift. Imagine if you give your kids a Hanukkah present, and the day after you say, "Actually, I'm taking back the Lego. I'm not paying a hundred bucks for a police station." I mean, what happened when I was a kid? It was twenty-seven dollars. No way. You know, you want a video game for two hundred dollars? No, 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 no. So imagine if, like, after the Afikoyman, you could retract. No, there are no backseas. When it comes to gifts of a healthy guy, there are no backseas. So maybe he made a Kenyan 
that it should have the strength of a healthy guy's gift, namely that what? That he can't retract. And he also wanted it to be the gift of a sick guy, that what? You see, the gift of a, of a sick man is that you could transfer a loan to somebody. Normally, normally, let's say you wrote the loan that I loaned Plony, the loan, I, I lent Ruvain a hundred bucks. Let's say like this. Let's say a healthy guy says, you know, Alan, um, um, the mayor of New York City owes me $1,000. Um, I transfer it to you. And we make a Kenyan. Now, look, it's not transferred. You can't make a Kenyan on a loan. I can't transfer a loan to you through a formal acquisition. So a healthy guy can't transfer a loan. A sick guy could transfer a loan. So maybe Rob says like this. He he made a Kenyan so to be a healthy guy's gift so that he should be able to retract. And he wants to take advantage of him being a sick guy to be able to transfer loans. That's how Rob looks at the situation. Rob reads the situation that even though he's a sick guy and a sick guy doesn't have to make acquisition, he made the acquisition to be bolstered by the advantages of a healthy guy's gift. And he also wants to take advantage of a sick guy's gift. So as a sick guy, he wants to be able to transfer loans. As a healthy guy, he's basically removing himself from the possibility of reneging on the gift. That's how Rav looks at the scenario. Meaning Rav holds, we file presumption. We presume this is what the guy's doing. Again, we didn't interview the guy. We didn't, you know, we didn't send in a journalist and have a, you know, um, inspiration for the nation come along and, you know, interview this guy. What's he thinking? We presume this is what the guy's thinking. So clearly, Rav Nassim's not the only guy who follows presumption. Rav also follows presumption. Shmuel, on the other hand, said, I don't know, we don't know what in the world was wrong with this guy. Shmuel Amar, lo yadana me'edim ba. Shmuel said, we don't know what to do with the guy. Shema, lo yadana me'edim Maybe, this guy did, you know what, I did, you know what, I don't want to use the mechanism of a sick guy. Now, the mechanism of a sick guy is you don't have to make a Kenya. He decided he wants to be like a healthy guy. And he only wanted the Kenyan to work with a star. The problem is that if he wants the Kenyan to work in a star, a Kenyan can't work after the guy died. So the guy messed himself up by writing a Kenyan in the star. He may be indicating he doesn't want to use the mechanism of a shchiv sick guy. He wants to use the mechanism of a star. And the star is not effective until he dies. Right? And you can't make a Kenyan after a guy's dead. He has no, he has no control anymore. But bottom line is, we see Rav follows presumption. <coughs> so you can't say that the Amoira who holds Allah's like Rav Lezman Azariah, who follows presumptions, is Rav Nassim who follows presumptions, because Rav also follows presumptions. Okay, Rabbi say, that's what we're going to do tonight. Nun Now we're going to go tie the shlak on so that uh, the rain doesn't get into the sukkah. Um, but that's Nun After Oh, next week, we're going to have to figure out two days to learn. There'll be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Um, two of we'll have to figure out how to do that. 
One night we'll have to do Nunvav, and one night we'll have to do Nunvav Amad Beis, Nunvav Amad, Nunvav Amad Beis. Okay, Rabbi Yisai, have an amazing Yom Tif. Chag Hashem V'Sameach. Baruch Hu V'Atzlacha. All the best, okay? Good Yom Tif. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.